Hello everyone. The Gospel. What is the Gospel? You, you have probably heard uh, the Gospel is good news. What is this good news? Well, let's look in the Bible. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, uh, verses 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the Gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. We are saved by the Gospel, believing in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus through preaching. We are saved if we put our trust in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection to save us from, from our sins. The Bible says we are saved through the preaching of the Gospel. Preaching is a proclamation of the Word of God. Have you ever, have you ever heard someone say, stop preaching at me? <laughs> I hear people all the time will tell me, you know, stop, stop preaching at me. Well, it's, the, it's their conscience. If you quote scripture or passages uh, from the Bible and, and you try to share the gospel with somebody, well, that's God preaching. That, that, that's not your, your preaching. It's not your preaching. Sharing the word of God with somebody, and some people will be like, well, stop preaching at me. I, I, I don't need you to shove this down my throat. That really shows that their conscience knows that they need salvation. They know, deep inside of everybody, we know that we need a Savior. And so when God's Word is preached, it, uh, it hits people. And their conscience, their conscience realizes the truth of the Gospel. So, the, the preaching of the Gospel is how somebody is saved. Good preaching points a spotlight on people's sins and shows them their need for Jesus. John chapter 16, verses 7 through 11. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. The Holy Spirit's work is to show the world we are guilty of sin. The sin that puts people in hell is not believing on Jesus. People People go to hell for rejecting Jesus. That is the sin that puts people in hell. 
So people go to hell for one reason, and that, and that is they reject Jesus. Preaching the gospel makes people feel guilty for their sins and shows people that they need Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1.21 for after, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. See, right there, 1 Corinthians 1.21 For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. See, the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Acts 8.12 But when they believed Philip, see, Acts 8.12, But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Uh, this baptism, they were baptized after they believed. See, they first believed the preaching of the th things concerning the kingdom of God. Once they believed, they were baptized. Baptism isn't getting you to heaven. It's not a requirement. Baptism is an ordinance that people do to show uh, that, they, that they accepted Jesus as their Savior. It isn't a requirement for salvation. It is an ordinance that is done once a person is saved. Your heart has to be prepared to receive the gospel. Preaching opens your heart and prepares you to receive the gospel. Through preaching, you realize you are guilty, that you deserve to go to hell. You have a godly sorrow, which is repentance. So through preaching, people will see their guilt. And then, they'll, because they, they if somebody realizes their guilt through preaching, that guilt that they feel when they come to, if they come to Jesus and they ask Jesus to save them, they're doing it through God's word by being convicted by God's word and they feel the guilt of the sin in their lives. They feel the guilt of sin. And through that guilt, they feel, they feel godly sorrow and repentance. And if you believe the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus from the dead, Jesus will take your sin debt. Some people believe that it doesn't really matter. Some people will say, ah, it doesn't matter. You know, you can believe anything, you know. Well, that's contrary to, to the Bible. In Galatians 1, uh, 6 and 7, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Galatians 1, I just read 6 and 7, now we're going to, I'm going to read uh, all the way through uh, verse 12. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. 
As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Evangelism. A person who evangelizes is preaching the gospel. It does not matter. Some people will say it doesn't matter what we believe, but it does matter what we believe. And there are, cons there are consequences for not believing the gospel. It is important that we know who Jesus is and believe on Jesus. Matthew chapter 16 verses uh, 13 uh, through 17. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 17. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and other Jeremiah, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but who say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Also in John chapter 8, verses 21 to 24. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins, whether I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whether I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above, ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. See, the whole Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is to show mankind that we're sinful. And, and it shows Jesus as well. And the Bible is telling us that we, you have a choice. You believe on Jesus or you don't. That, that is a choice that faces everybody. You either believe Jesus is who he says he is, and he died, was buried, and rose again to save you from your sins. So does it matter if we believe Jesus is God? Definitely yes. Have you ever wondered why God had, have you ever wondered why, why God, Jesus, became flesh? To save us? Well, 1 Timothy 2, verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Concerning Jesus' identity, it wasn't enough to believe that he was Elijah, Jeremiah, 
John the Baptist, that wasn't enough. Or one of the other prophets, because these prophets, Elijah, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, they could not save themselves, much less anybody else. They touched only one shore, the earth. Jesus is from eternity. Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. And so Jesus is from heaven and earth, and the any man or woman born was born of this earth. Jesus was before, and he was God who became flesh. So only Jesus could save mankind. So a good man can't save you. Being a good man isn't enough. Because Jesus is God, he touches God's shore, celestial shore. Because he is man, he touches ours. That's why, that's how, Jesus is able to save. Because Jesus is God who became flesh. Matthew 3, verses 16 and 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight way out of the water and lo the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and lighting upon him and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased those verses show the godhead the three persons god the father god the son and god the holy spirit jesus was in the water being baptized the holy spirit was in the form of a dove and God the Father spoke from heaven. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Every For I am not ashamed of the gospel of God. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So in Romans 1.16 for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. There's power. Have you ever sung the song, there's power, there's power, there's power in the blood? The Bible tells us there's power in the gospel. Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Our sins have separated us from God, and caused him to hide his face from us. Why did Jesus have to go to the cross and die and shed his blood? Because we are sinners. In dying, Jesus took away our sin debt. He took away the sin that separated us from God. God, not, God cannot stand sin. He cannot have it in his presence. That's, that's where, that was what our condition was before salvation. We were, we were separated from God because of our sin. But in the shedding of Christ's blood, he removed our sin debt so we could be with God. 
Jude 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with, with exceeding joy. See, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, and before God we are faultless. That means that we, that when God sees us, He doesn't see our sin. It is a, it is as if we never sinned once. Anyone that has accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior, they are as clean as 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 the day they were born, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be presented faultless before God. 1 John 1.10 If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. The problem is, is that is what many, many people think. They think that they don't believe in sin. They don't believe there's anything wrong. They don't believe in right and wrong. So, when they hear the gospel, they get angry, they get upset, because they're, they're like, how do you dare you judge me? Because they want, they, they want to live however they want to live, and they don't want to feel any guilt for anything that they do. It is as if, for a saved person, God only sees the blood of Jesus when we sin. Because our sins are covered by Jesus' blood. Meaning that once so, some faiths believe that um, you have to do works to be saved, say, saying that the blood of Jesus isn't enough. So they, they, they suggest that, you know, the blood of Jesus will, will get you in the door, but you have to help uh, his blood by good works. But that, that, isn't, uh, that isn't at all, because the blood of Jesus cleanses all of our sins. So it's not like once you get saved, the blood of Jesus covers your sin up to that point, and then all the sins that you commit after that, you have to you have to uh, work to remove those sins, but that 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 is just a heresy that some uh, false churches teach. God has His own uh, the Bible. In the Bible, is the law of God, and God has His own judicial system. We are justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. God imputes righteousness to us. So we have imputed righteousness. We are the righteousness of God on us if we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If we believe on Jesus, if we accept Him, we get imputed righteousness. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20-23 but now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man cameth death, by man 
came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Note, grave and grace. One letter of difference in the two words, grave and grace. The V in grave becomes victory because of the C, Christ, in God's grace. Christ gives victory over the grave. Jesus conquered the human grave. Jesus came out of the grave to be our conqueror so we could conquer, so, so we can conquer our own grave someday. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, it says we are more than conquerors. The Bible teaches that our bodies will be changed so as to be prepared for heaven. 1 Corinthians 15, 43-49 So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. For the first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earth, as is the earthly, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 2 Timothy 1.10 But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. One of these days we will have immortality. I should rephrase it. One of these days we will have our immortal bodies. Because once you 
accept Christ, you will live forever. Death isn't... See, when, when a person dies, their soul and spirit go back to God. So the Bible says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. So if you're saved, you are, you're, uh, you're going to live forever. Again, Romans 5, 10 to 21. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. More the Lord, moreover, the law entered, that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. When Jesus, through his death, removed our sin debt, we are once again reconciled to God. Reconciliation means restore to make friends again. Thank God for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have been reconciled to God through Jesus. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Romans 1.16 Do you want to get, do you want to get in on salvation? Have you ever asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? If you've never asked Jesus to be Lord and Savior, please open your Bible to Romans chapter 10. I would read the whole chapter. In there, the Romans chapter 10, the whole chapter is about salvation. If you read, I'm going to read Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 13. But what saith it? The, the word is nigh thee, 
even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon him the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, trust Jesus. Trust God's word. So I pray if you've never asked Jesus to save you, that you will today. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your time. And I pray that you would uh, share this video to other people because you get a blessing when you share the gospel. God bless you.